people are gravitating towards the no sugar thing and i get that but if you're trying to work out you can't just be only on you can't just only rely on caffeine for your workout you need some sort of sugar if you're going to do some resistance training that's mainly with the weights and things like that Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this week's conversation between Josiah and I. We're going to be chopping it up on health and fitness along with processing emotions in a healthy manner. So wherever you're at in your fitness journey, uh, beginner or intermediate, expert, whatever you want to call yourself, I believe there is going to be some amazing uh, content in here for your benefit. Hope you guys enjoy I saw I saw a YouTube video on that. You know, you don't see lion stretch. You don't see cheetah <laughs> stretch. They just go for their kill. I'm just like, what? What kind of fitness advice is that? <laughs> you know, they're trying to make a point, dude. Some people there's some wrong there's some wrong things out there in the world, and we're here to to dispel those today. Man, you sound like you're gonna preach a sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good morning. I'm on the phone with my dear friend, Josiah, who I recorded a podcast with um, previously, and we're back on it. We're going to talk health and fitness, um, and his podcast was one of the most listened to podcasts, and that's uh, Coming Back to God. We, man, we just chopped it up on every on everything faith and grace health and fitness um his story coming back to god but man josiah it's good to have you back on how are you doing this morning good thank you for having me first of all that was uh an awesome introduction and i hope you know we got what it takes to make this one even better i agree um so obviously your fitness guru this is like your life. It's your life. You embody it. Um, you know, it, it, I'm just reminded of uh, that scene where Bane is like, ah, the darkness. I was raised by it. Born <laughs> in it. <laughs> and that's you in fitness. And I just, I want to pick your brain. I want to share your knowledge with the listeners, you know, on um, on health and fitness, I, I also want to include, you know, what the word might have to say about health and fitness, diet. Um, yeah, dude. So, yeah, what, what, what got you? I guess when did your passion for health and fitness actually begin? Oh, that's a good first question. Um, and well, first of all, I think that. If you're raised with brothers, you kind of have a predisposition to either exercise or fighting um, or what have you. But luckily, I had a, I have an older brother and a younger brother, so right in the middle. And so there was always competition between us. And uh, usually, you know, my older brother would beat me, and then so I would pass it on and beat my younger brother. And so he kind of grew up with this vendetta to always win but anyways uh <laughs> i think that growing up and you know the environment rockford illinois it's a little bit rougher and so i had to kind of watch my back and so fighting was a part of my life you know in the early days and then from there it was i was usually a pretty skinny kid um and then once i found once i started to exercise that really kind of opened my eyes up and I had some aggression too, so that helped out with that. But otherwise, going into school, I wasn't in many subjects besides like math. Um, so then when I found health and fitness, kinesiology, it was just something where I was able to study it and it was something that I enjoyed to do. And so over the years of exercising, it was like opening my eyes to the actual physiological functions that happen in your body when you exercise and how to properly diet before or after. And it just kind of opened up a whole new realm once I got to college as far as uh, the possibility and the 
the potential of the human body and was really just kind of enthralled with that idea. So continue to study it from there. Here we are today. Here we are today. So tell us about what you have going on today, fitness wise. Um, you know, on the last podcast, you talked about, you know, grad graduating with your bachelor's uh, and, you know, I, I can't remember comp- the name of it, but it was fitness stuff, you know, and then to your master's, can you, can you share those again, what you graduated with? And um, yeah. Yeah. So I uh, had, I got my bachelor's in kinesiology, more specifically, um, it, usually you get it in exercise science, but mine was called human performance and fitness. So it dealt more with the actual kind of practicality of exercise rather than diving deeper into the actual science, but it was pretty similar. And then I got my master's in exercise physiology and went to Peru my the last semester um, to actually study some different physiological functions that happen um, while you're at altitude and at different altitudes. So that was an awesome experience overall as well that's awesome bro thank you for sharing you recently had a video uh made with our dear friend jeremy wernley it's out now um on his on his platforms on on a couple of your pages um and you talked a little bit about you know the kind of thoughts that go on in your mind um healthy and bad uh I'll go ahead and post that link to that video um, on that podcast, you know, when I do share this, but can you, can you share, it was a a motivational uh, video, but can you share your heart behind um, that piece of work that you did with Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, good friend, Jeremy, man, love that dude. Um, Big shout out. His platform is called one more step actually so one more step productions and come on uh, so he we were kind of like rolling over this idea of a motivational video involving exercise and things like that so we actually shot that over the summer this past summer and um it was really just supposed to be kind of like a motivating video about exercise and there would be some kind of element with like a character in there um and then through the process of recording some emotional ties got thrown in there and I'm a person who I feel like you got to roll with things so whatever feelings you're kind of feeling on a certain day they're real and they're valid to you and it doesn't matter how you think you're supposed to be feeling or how other people think you're supposed to be feeling like whatever you're feeling for that day that's what you're experiencing. And so one of the days I was getting pretty emotional thinking about my mom and stuff like that. And he decided to add that element in to the video. Um, So it was kind of just a touching experience during, during that day. And then when we were kind of like going over the, um, the finalization and like the final edits, um, we kind of really just threw that like an emotional element into it. And I thought it tied in well, kind of like was wrapped up nicely. He does an amazing job. Jamie is a a whiz when it comes down to, you know, production and tying in the the songs, the action sequences. He's really good with that. So it was just an awesome experience to work with him. And I think that overall, it was a a good motivational video. It was definitely kind of, you know, therapy for me almost, Um, not just the the shooting process, but the final pro- product as well. That was, it was really something special. And, you know, it'll, it's something I like videos and I'm going to start doing that with my clients as well, because it's something that you can almost have forever, you know, and it's something that you can watch it later on down the road. And if you put a piece out, you can, you know, your kids can see it and things like that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of videos and um, production of those sorts as well. Bro, thank you for sharing your heart on that. I, I, I actually um, took note of a few things that you said, but 
but something that draws uh draws my heart to it is you mentioned feelings you know and it's important to process what you're feeling um and it was something that you guys recorded you know that element within jeremy's um video and again it's one more step productions if you want to check it out on, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, dear friend of ours, we actually a brother of ours, uh, love that man dearly, very talented with uh, videography, photography, uh, has a heart for the Lord. But uh, I really enjoyed watching that element of the thoughts that go on in your mind when you're exercising or what inspires you, what motivates you, um, and also what can discourage you too. Uh, that's something that we don't talk about a lot is like the mental game. Um, and I, I immediately thought of the verse in first Corinthians, um, tie in a little scripture into this where Paul is talking to, um, the church of Corinth. And this is, uh, chapter nine in verse 25. And he's just talking about strict training. You know, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training and they do it to get a crown, you know, that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And he goes on to say, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating in the air. He says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And I really like this because he's talking one about discipline. And he's not, he's not, he's not necessarily going about feelings or anything like that, but in all throughout scripture, you know, Paul is talking about his feelings You know, he's talking to the Lord about the thorn in his flesh and, you know, processing those things. Um, but my heart for for you bringing that up with with the feelings and emotions, I know that you're one who is very disciplined. So how how do you process those feelings without disrupting being disciplined day to day and say, "Oh, I don't feel like working out," or you know, uh, just not today, not today. Um, you grind it out. And I, I want to hear that because you're you're talking about feelings and emotions, which are very valid. And God is all about, you know, comforting us in our grieving and rejoicing with us. But he's also about discipline and strict training, um, you know, making making your body not your master, but you, your master of your body. Yeah, that's uh, I like that point. And I like that question. Um you know, I think growing up, I always had like a heart for people and always wanted the best for people. And so I was fortunate enough to have a dad who kind of raised us with the word and we would have, you know, <laughs> Bible studies like after dinner multiple times a week. And <laughs> it was just good good to get the word down in you because then it never leaves you and so kind of always had that mentality of you know when if somebody like does something to you that you shouldn't retaliate and you know how jesus said somebody strikes you on one cheek turn the other side and you know even him when he was at one of the most persecuting times in his life like when he was being brought before Pilate and all these accusers were coming against him and saying all of these wrong things and just accusing him outrightly he remained silent and so I growing up would I don't believe in I don't believe in backlash and I don't believe in I try and you know, be really discuss something or if somebody does treat you wrong, how are you going to go about that? And so a lot of the times if I didn't have malice in my heart and if I was 
just being myself and being open. If there was ever a time where I kind of got hurt or was just treated unfairly, um, I would kind of deal with that with God rather than let that out to, to the individual themselves. And so I think I would, I don't know if it was always the best thing, but like bottle up those emotions, um, thinking that that's what the word wanted, you know, to turn the other cheek. So that means just all this stuff is coming at you and then you just kind of give it to God. But there is that time period <laughs> when it happens and when you actually do give it to God where those emotions are so real and they're just like, you know, palpitating. They're just like on you or that you could feel them. And so I think oftentimes I would use or de-stress at the gym and kind of take that out at the gym because I feel like you, you shouldn't pass on those negative emotions. Like it, it ends with you. If somebody's having a bad day or if your friends do something wrong, they say something wrong to not retaliate. And sometimes you do just need to walk away and give it to God. You know, I think especially when I eventually when we get married, you know, a couple seagull guys, what up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You don't know I, nothing. Just, no, just kidding. <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> so it's, I hear these things about, and I try and listen about, you know, spousal kind of arguments and things like that, and how some people they just got to walk away from it. Go, go, get on a walk. Go, go, do a workout. Do what you got to do. If like things. That's good. That's good, bro. Um, I always. I always try to encourage people to process with God. Um, you know, it, 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 it's like you're talking to your friend, like, you know, I, I just feel this way. I just, I, you know, this is going on in my life. This is that. And I, I believe with the Lord, that's something that we don't do. And it, but it's born out of intimacy. You know, that kind of relationship with God is like, God, you know, right now, this is this is me. I'm angry at this person. I know it's not right. But Lord, I know your word says, you know, to be gracious and forgiving and loving. Like, help me to do that right now, Lord, because I really don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, just processing with him. And um, I've learned, you know, over the years that man, one, God really honors when you include him in the process, but two, it keeps you, it keeps you from just speaking without even thinking, you know. And sometimes, sometimes you do need to hold your ground. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, we're not you, called. Uh... We're, we're not called to just be walked on, you know. Unless the Lord is, you know, you feel in your spirit like, hey, don't argue with the fool. Don't. That's not something that that He's wanting us to do. You know, it wasn't every time that Jesus Jesus was silent. You know what I mean? But it's just your heart too. Like, how are you conveying what you're feeling? Is it controlled or is it just outlashing? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I was always from the impression that, you know, as long as if we're brought up in a way and you start off with a, a certain aspect or a certain mindset, that that's better. So, what I mean that by that is um, if you are brought up in the way to like turn the other cheek and um, to be forgiving, you know, there's a scripture about if you have something against your brother and you come to the altar for a sacrifice, leave your gift at the altar and go make amends first. Come on. And so I think that if we are brought up in that way and that is at the forefront of our minds all the time, whatever we're dealing with then you're right about not getting stepped on because your your first thought, your initial thought might be to forgive. Um, and how can you kind of rectify it with God first? But then after that, you're absolutely, absolutely right with not getting walked on. And I think when you first kind of dilute it with the God part and with the forgiveness part, 
And then there are still those feelings left over of, you know, whether it's unsatisfactory or anger, jealousy, whatever it may be. I think that that is a, usually a good time then to, to speak up about it and make it known. And it doesn't always have to be condemning, you know, or anything like that or attacking. But I do think, all right, so I'll give you an example. Me and uh, my brother have been going out, <coughs> excuse me, um, and doing salting. And so we would, we'd be going out late night. And so one night we kind of got into it we were getting into it about something and oh, it was just like stirring me up and I was getting I was starting to raise my voice and he was raising his voice and I actually started to I I called him a few names trying to kind of dig he hurt me and so I was trying to get to him and I was trying to dig you know I there's a certain thing about either family members or your spouse, whatever, whatever, that they know you kind of intimately. And so I was trying to just like dig this knife by calling him these names. And I realized that after the argument. And so apologized about that, but he never apologized about his thing. And so I kind of carried that <laughs> with me until we went to work again, which was a few days later. And I brought that up and <laughs> it ended up getting resolved. Um, but again, there's that time, like I was saying before, there's that time where something happens to you and you might be in the right, but how are you going to deal with it in that time? Are you going to stew over it? I was actually having negative thoughts. That, so the next day I felt like he should have apologized. I, I started to have these negative thoughts and all these things that started to attach themselves Every single time I started to think about it, I was coming up with different arguments or different ways that I could have combat what he would, what he said and how he felt. And it always felt like whenever I started to think about that situation, all these other negative thoughts were kind of attaching themselves to it. So finally, after, you know, into the afternoon, I just had to stop and be like, whoa, like had to forgive him. And then those thoughts went away really think about it anymore until I saw him you know a few days from there and I brought it up and I was able to talk about it and more in a calm matter than I would have if I didn't forgive him I think if I didn't forgive him things would have just been spilling over and my emotions would have just been shooting up there but instead I was able to talk about it more in a calm and concise and constructive matter Man, thank you for sharing a life, a uh, real life situation, bro, on, you know, just processing and, you know, real struggles. I have brothers too, and, uh, you know, we've got into it growing up and, um, you know, sim similar things for sure. You know, they just, you know, you know your brothers, you know your family, yeah. um, you know, the little things that might have happened to them before or what they're dealing with now and, you know, the triggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, you know, with the Lord, gosh, I just, man, I, I, I've learned that if somebody is really trying to attack your heart genuinely, man, they're, they're just hurting somewhere, dude. And like, I've, I've, I've learned with the Lord, man, it, when you like how to process those things is just, man, like they just really don't know Jesus. Like they just, man, if they knew Jesus, if, if, if they knew him like a friend, you know, I really go back to when Jesus said, like, they do not know what they are doing, you know, um, forgive them father for they know not what they do. And like, whenever, whenever somebody attacks somebody's character or somebody just attacks their being the essence of who that person is, I I just I just see it as the enemy. Like I don't see the person. I just see it as the enemy. But you know, on on occasion, like John might have a response for somebody, and I could I could definitely say that uh, to when I'm driving on the road. You know, I feel like that is the most challenging to be patient 
and loving personally for me because you know somebody cuts you off it, it happens so fast and it's instant you're like what are you doing and you know something might come out that's just not like god honoring it's like oh lord forgive me and i'm just like something i've been working on with that is like lord i pray that you just give them the wisdom for the next time you know, <laughs> oh, what a load. It's, 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 instead of telling them like, man, how could they be so dumb to do that? You know, or just degrading things, but more so like trying to pray into the success of their driving in the future, future for the, the for their safety. <laughs> a load, dude. I know, but for their safety and for our safety, um, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna throw that out there, bro. It just, it just. It's out there, bro. So is I that real though? That's real. Yes, that's real, bro. I promise you. Right. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Do am I upset at at somebody's recklessness on the highway or cutting you off, dude? Believe me, yes. And and I I probably say like maybe you know sixty seventy percent of the time my heart towards that individual um, isn't good, but afterwards, you know. I'll it's normally afterwards I'm just like Lord I just pray you know you you help them with their decision making you know and and whatever like that's that's something that's more current within the past year um but moving forward man (laughs) (laughs) we just got into some hot and heavy stuff about feelings (laughs) and processing including the Lord so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna ask you something because I know th- I know that there are some studies on this, but what you eat, your diet, what you intake, you drink, eat, um, all that stuff has an effect on your brain and how your emotions end up coming out. Um, is that is that not true, or could you share more of the science behind dieting and or, or what? Your nutrition um, having having a correlation to your emotions, your your drive, um, your mental state. Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, but oh, uh, I, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, as far as the emotions go, I'm be just straight up honest. I don't think I can talk too much about how it affects your emotions but talking about your mental clarity and things like that i definitely like to touch upon that so um yeah i definitely think that you know we probably all understand that we are getting to a place where processed food is you know probably a large part of the american diet and i don't know how many international listeners you have um but assuming we're kind of all in America, we, it's kind of harder for us to get our hands on, you know, more organic and more food that has just a dense amount of nutrients. And so, dude, I was thinking about this last night. I feel like my body was craving vegetables. And I always thought about my mom and how she was, she would say, you know, your, your kind of, your palate changes as you age and, you tend to want different things as you age and different foods like start tasting better. And I, I didn't believe that. I was like, yeah, whatever, mom, like broccoli would never taste good to me. I don't care what you do to it. Um, But with that being said, I was craving last night onions and uh, what was it? Not asparagus, but um, yeah, different things like that, where it's like, what the heck, like certain vegetables, I think because of the fact that I had been eating more processed foods, I needed to get some more dense kind of foods in me. Um, and by dense, I mean, usually, I mean, nutrient dense, like a sweet potato is different than a regular potato. A sweet potato is different than a bag of, um, you know, potato chips. It's just more dense. It usually has more nutrients, depending on how you prepare it as well you can kind of you know mess with those nutrient not nutrients but you can kind of mess with it a little bit so for me I've just been learning and being really conscious of you know exercise is an important factor in my life so things around exercise as far as like what 
usually feels the best for me before and after exercise. Um, for my mind, what gives me the most mental clarity, like pre-workouts are, are a big thing nowadays. And, you know, it's so easy to get your hands on some caffeine. Um, they even have caffeine pills. But there is a thing with, for some reason, my body, like I don't like coffee. Um, I feel like it kind of, it gives me a little fog. I understand the uh, the caffeine content, but there's just something I would rather have. And I know it sounds bad, right? But I would rather have like an energy drink. Um, look at me promoting bad stuff. Uh, but no, <laughs> we just got to be honest. Okay. Yes. So I, I feel more like mentally clear if I have like an energy, energy drink over coffee. There's just something about coffee that it gives me a little foggy. And I don't, I don't really like that. I feel like I'm more on my game when I got a little energy drink in me. Um, but I know the side effects and things like that. So it's like, Hey, you know, could we, per, could we make a, an energy drink or a supplement that might be clear and might give you, you know, clean energy. Um, so for the future, we'll see. But anyways, that is such a key importance to your new, to your overall health is your nutrition and how much you're going to get. And I think we all probably know you got to get your veggies, um, the more colorful your plate is, the better, different things like that, right? I mean, what about you? What do you? What have you been realizing the, these past couple months, couple years that have really been affecting you? So that's a great question. Thank you for sharing all your insight on, on nutrition. And like you, man, energy drinks have been a big part of my life ever since middle school. Um, and I recently... Uh, the biggest thing as a runner, you know, growing up, um, ate a lot of Mexican food, you know, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, what's the word, you know, just starch and, and a lot of, a lot of sodium in, in what goes into Mexican food and stuff, which I thoroughly enjoy, you know, um, I, I'm from the South. I grew up on sweet tea. So a lot of sugar, you know, I, I, I honestly feel like our generation was, the I would say the guinea pigs for all the new processed food, uh, like pop tarts and oh, all yeah. that, all you know, all you know, uh, hot pockets and pizza rolls, <laughs> yeah, tater tots, you know, all the things that we would eat gaming, um, <laughs> you know, and something that I've learned as a runner, I need a lot of calories. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I ran in middle school, high school, and college, and um, I honestly didn't take into consideration the bad nutrition I had, um, that I could eat anything. Mm. I, I thought, you know, I'm in shape. It doesn't matter. I, I'll eat two tacos. I'll eat, you know, whatever. I need the calories as long as it's somewhat healthy, you know, um, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna see me eating a pop tart before a race, or or Why or, not? or because is that sugar will give me a crash uh, at some point in that race. Um, I wouldn't my me point. my mental clarity would not be there either. Um, and so, talking about you know nutrition, I knew the importance of you know having a carb load. Uh, you know, Thursday for my race Saturday and having a lighter stomach opposed to a heavier one, like heavy meats and stuff on a Friday when I raced on Saturday. Nice. So don't get me wrong. I, I, I knew the importance of healthy eating, but I didn't know how to um, stop eating the things that I craved which was sugar, sugar and um, just foods that I liked. And in a sense, I'd say I was a, uh, I, uh, on the outside, it looked like a healthy glutton, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I could eat whatever I wanted because everything that I ate was going to be burned off. Yeah. That's not necessarily the case. I mean, let's, you, you take a Lamborghini or whatever. Don't get me wrong. I'm no expert on cars, but if, <laughs> they use some high level quality fuel for their engines to operate 
at the most optimal to have the most optimal performance. With that being said, you put diesel in it. You know, at some point that engine's just gonna crap out. It wasn't designed for diesel. In the same manner, our bodies weren't designed for all that processed and sugar. Um, you know, all that type of food. We can operate on it for a while, you know, until we might start seeing some side effects, health effects, um, things that we're seeing now. I, I think today we see more people exposing the things in our processed food and going more towards a more holistic, naturalistic approach to our diet because it's like, man, we got to eat healthy because this stuff is causing all sorts of issues for us. Um, that was a little tangent, but that's what that's that's my nutrition now. So what I'm eating now, you know, it, it, it's comprised of. I still don't get me wrong. I still have my tacos. I still have, but it's on a much, uh, much scaled down uh, proportion, and I focus more on my greens and healthy healthy meats. You know, less processed food. I the stuff I drink. I notice. I drink more water than I say I ever have and stay far away from sodas as much as possible. And um, I, I become a, a an avid coffee drinker and I don't drink coffee as much, um, more sticking to teas, but that's, that's more of the approach. Now, what about, what about you? I know you, I, what are more specifically some things that you focus on in your diet when training, you know, your uh, liquid yeah. intake and your diet intake, good, how important, good, good. How, how important is that in training? <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Boom, boom, boom. I want to hit three kind of like major things, um, that you talked about. And the first thing I want to say is, yeah, I don't think it's necessary to cut out a major component, a major macronutrient. So you got your proteins, fats, carbs, the keto diet is like super low on carbs and people lose a lot of weight on it. <clears throat> However, our body needs carbohydrates and usually, you know, don't want to get too deep into it, but you'll get into a state of ketosis uh, where your body is actually producing ketones rather than um, using sugar because your brain needs some type of sugar to, to work. And so if you aren't intaking sugar sources then it will kind of like trend kind of convert fats proteins to sugar but that that's a little bit of a tangent too i'm not an expert on that i just know that you need to have a balanced like diet as far as you know the usda has recommendations as far as maybe carbs 60 percent and 30 percent fats um you know and then 10% protein, whatever it may have, 25, 15. However, I know that our body needs the those elements for normal functions, even like things like cholesterol. I was talking to my sister about that. Um, she was talking about how cholesterol, some of that, and how it's bad for you. And it's like we can't just have these blanket statements because cholesterol is actually in your cells. It actually like – it actually holds your cells in a sense of it, it gives it some structure. Um, so we use cholesterol too to a, a, a benefit. And so we can't just have these black blanket statements of cholesterol is bad or, for instance, fat's bad. We need to like just totally lower our fats because I do know that I was, I'm good friends with like, there's a few physicians at the gym that I train at. And so one of the physicians, he went super low on his fats and, um, he ended up having some sciatic nerve issues with his, that nerve because fat actually insulates our nerves. Um, it's called the myelin sheath, but anyways, that's mainly composed of fat. So then when you don't have fats, coming into your diet it's almost like those nerves can easily get not they can kind of get i wouldn't say scraped up but they can start being more um, less protected from that 
that sheath that has gone. And so it can start, they can start to like rub up against your bones more often. And that's what was happening to him. He was, he had such a low amount of fat and he was losing all his fat and that was good. Um, but he ended up having different issues with that sciatic nerve. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that or kind of seen people with that, but man, that will kind of take you out as far as sitting down, laying down. You can never seem to get comfortable. Even certain times when you walk, that can start acting up. It's because that sensitive nerve is being touched in a way, or it's being kind of, what's the word I want to, I guess, rubbed the wrong way by different bones, different sutures. Um, so you don't never want to just completely take something out of your diet. Um, and okay. I'm going, talking about like electrolytes and water, and then I'll talk about food and how that has kind of, helped me out with exercise, but for water specifically, I can tell if I've had, you know, too much back when I used to drink coffee, if I had too much coffee for the day and not enough water, I would start, it felt like I would start sweating a lot sooner in my workout than if I had enough water. And I don't know why that was. Um, I didn't really look into the scientific part for that, but I just noticed that little weird glitch where if I wasn't drinking enough water for the day, it felt like I was, and I started to exercise. Maybe that was it. I started to exercise. So my body would kind of like heat up and I wouldn't have enough water in me to kind of cool myself off, you know? So that was a little weird thing with water, but you can definitely tell in your workouts if you don't have enough water and you do either like a high intensity run or you do like a, some resistance training that, your cells just don't perform as well if you, you know, aren't drinking enough water. And that's not to say, I don't know the effects. And that could be another little tangent of like this, like La Croix and things like that. Like these other kind of waters that are, uh, what are they? Carbonated waters. Mm. I don't know. I haven't right, really right. much of that, but I don't, I can't imagine that that's, you know, as good for you as just regular water. But anyways, last thing is food. And so, yeah, dude, I asked why not with the Pop-Tart because um, I was curious about that because I do think that there is an element to eating something like a Pop-Tart before a workout, depending on how long your workout is. So you were right as far as just, you know, if you ate a Pop-Tart before a race, that's going to give you sugar, but maybe only for like 20, 30 minutes. And then you're going to crash hard because that sugar is gone and it's like your body's like, okay, what the heck do we do now? So I, I've been kind of, you know, just messing around with certain kind of foods and seeing what, how my body reacts the best to uh, different foods, just depending on my workout. But I always feel amazing if I have some sort of like long lasting uh, sugar or some kind of complex sugar, like your, your starches, what you're saying, like oatmeal, for instance, if I have that in my system or I know you said carb loading pasta the night before, mm -hmm. but if I have that in my system, usually that's enough kind of sugar to, for like a, you know, 60 to 90 minute workout almost like depending on how long you work out for, that's going to provide you enough sugar. Um, if I know I've been running low on sugar for the day, I can't. And usually these energy drinks, energy drinks, you know, the rock just came out with one and he was trying to go low sugar, but people are gravitating towards the no sugar thing. And I get that. But if you're trying to work out, you can't just be only on, you can't just only rely on caffeine for your workout. You need some sort of sugar. If you're going to do some resistance training, that's mainly with the weights and things like that. Um, but I've noticed anyways, if I want to do like a little workout, like 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes that I'll eat these like little Belvita kind of crackers and they seem to give me enough um energy for that time but you're absolutely right dude you can't if you i mean it's it just goes back to if you eat some kind of simple sugar that that's gonna it's gonna process the quickest in your system but it's also going to degrade it the quickest so you're gonna have that sugar rush and then you can utilize that for your workout but as soon as that starts to dip down it's gonna really affect your workout as far as 
you know, you're feeling like you're a little bit lethargic, you're feeling a little bit slower. Um, so that's a good point as far as the carb loading. That's a, a, a sh those are sugars that take a longer time to process. And because of that, it's going to have a longer time for your, you to be able to pull from those stores to work out with. And so it just depends on your workout for the day. I think it depends on what you're trying to achieve that day. But if I'm just trying to, like I said before, if I'm just trying to get a simple workout in, maybe like 30, 45 minutes, then maybe, you know, a Pop-Tart isn't the worst thing before that. Or like little crackers where quick sugar in and out. And then, you know, obviously have some sugar and some protein after your workout and you should be good. That's good, bro. So, so with all that being said, for the listeners, you know, let, let's just say this is somebody's first time listening to health and fitness related um you know, just commentary, what, whatever the case may be, what, what would you, what are the three, um, foods that you'd suggest for, for carbs, for sugars, um, for liquid intake, you know, uh, what are the, the, yeah, what are three for each of those that you'd recommend somebody just focus on? Okay. If I eat this, this will be good. If I eat this, this will be good. You know what I mean? I know it depends on the training that they're doing, whether they're doing distance training or building muscle training, whatever their goal is in general, though, what would you suggest are, you know, three of the best for each of those categories? Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> so let's just say like typical, a typical like 3 PM workout. Um, Cause there's a difference with like fasted cardio in the morning and things like that. But let's just say, you know, you work out at like three, you work out at four or 5 PM. If you're getting enough water where it's like, you know, a regular eight ounce glass, you drink like four or five of those, um, you know, throughout the day before your workout, I'm saying you should be good. I don't think the water is a crazy thing unless you know that you aren't drinking enough water and you can tell, then it's like, all right, you need to step your game up, buddy. If you want to have absolute, like, maximum results for your workout, how much sleep you've gotten, it sounds bad, but you need to make sure, and I don't care how much caffeine, you know, because I, I know that's a big thing nowadays too, but it's just you got to make sure you're getting your water in um, for the day. And so, like I said before, you know, what, what do they recommend nowadays? I, I don't even know. Maybe like 108. Do you know what they recommend, ounces? Um, I don't know personally, but I do know people, including my sister-in-law, have got this really cool jug, uh, like this water bottle that kind of, uh, you know, ha has a, a meter on how much you should you should drink by a certain time. It's yeah. very it's very popular, I, and I know you can find it like on Amazon or something like that. But I assume there's there's some truth to that. Um, you know, having having a, an appropriate amount of water throughout your day for optimal function, um, just like drinking a water in the morning is good for you and drinking a water glass at, at night is good for, you know, just the pro your body to process. Yeah. So, I mean, if you figure like, like 60, I said 108, but if you figure like 60 to 100 ounces a day, that's probably decent. That's like eight, eight cups to, you know. 12 cups of water kind of day would be all right. Um, and so as far as like the actual eating goes, I think that, you know, I've messed around too with like two bananas because they say, oh, you eat two bananas and that can be enough for like a 90 minute workout. So I, I tried eating that, you know, 30 minutes prior to my workout. And I think that was good. Um, I think sometimes though, like bananas are a little bit more acidic so they can, can feel a little bit weird as far as um, going down your GI tract if you've been drinking a lot of coffee and stuff for that day. Uh, so it's just being mindful of that. I think that if you're just coming in off the street, you probably – you don't need a lot, I'll tell you that much. But if you are under eating, then it's probably smart to get, you know, either like a couple bananas or a Pop-Tart in you, something that will – give you enough sugar for that workout. Um, mm -hmm. for what about day. daily, daily living though, daily living for your workouts? Like, all right, this is, you know, it's just healthy, healthy food for you 
to eat and keeping in mind your training? Yeah, sure. So um, I also think that, you know, as I talked about the oatmeal, that's a popular one before or after your workout. You do need, so as far as protein intake as well, your body, you know, you might see like crazy protein, um, crazy protein servings where it's like 50 grams of protein per scoop. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Your body can only handle maybe like 20 to 30, 20 to 25 grams of protein per like meal. So you just eating, you know, 50 grams, 60 grams and like a scoop of protein, that's not gonna, you're just gonna end up like wasting it because your body won't be able to absorb it all. So they usually say like the better thing is if you're thinking about, okay, protein throughout a day and you're thinking about maintaining or gaining muscle mass that you want at least 20 grams of protein per meal and have like, do that like four times a day. So however you can, it's better to kind of spread that out versus like having two huge meals of 40 grams of protein, 50 grams of protein throughout your day. It's better to split that up and honestly have like your 20 grams four times a day. Um, but again, it just depends on your body weight. You know, usually if you're a resistance trainer, they try to say uh, two grams per kilogram of body weight, which really just means that whatever your body weight is, cut that in half. And then I guess you can multiply by two. But <laughs> yeah, two grams per kilogram of body weight for protein um, is usually good for a resistance trainer. Um, so for me, I'm, I weigh 212 pounds, usually somewhere around there. So I need about, you know, around 200 pounds or 200 grams of protein per day if I want to kind of maintain my muscle mass. And that's just maintain it. But if right. you're, not, you're trying to bulk and things like that, I think the overeating portion, you can look these up online, but the overeating portion is big. Um, so that's for the protein and your carbs. Like I said before, if you're getting some kind of oatmeal before or after, it's good to kind of have your your protein shake um, with some kind of carb with some kind of sugar after your workout because that's been shown to kind of increase that protein synthesis which is just like muscle building after your workout um, I know back in the day you probably are always heard about protein timing where you have to hit it hard make sure you got that two-hour window where right yes dude in. yeah but they're finding out more importantly you need to get your protein throughout the day and make sure that you're hitting that mark versus just making sure that you get it right after your workout. So that is important, you know, and that will help with like muscle building um, to get it right after your workout. But you want to also make sure, like I said, if you're getting it throughout the day, that's probably better for you. Awesome. So, where, where do you stand on pre-workout or any sort of protein muscle enhancements, you know, being someone that, that works out regularly, consistently? Um, I know you've seen it all. So what, what do you think about it, bro? Positives and negatives, side effects, benefits. <laughs> yeah, I'm only uh, 28 years old. I haven't seen it all, I'll tell you that much. But uh, <laughs> All right. No, I, uh, all right. No, I'm just kidding. But I uh, – as far as pre-workouts go, I mean, I've tried a bunch of them out and I think people know and probably can feel how it affects you. And so probably isn't the best for your kidneys and the processing. Um, just same thing with creatine too. You know, you can tell when your body, if you regularly take in creatine uh, as an added supplement that you could tell that you need water. You need to dilute that and your kidneys will like hurt because it's, it has such a tough time of, it's such a concentrated element. If you're taking in all this creatine, we have creatine in our muscles and um, things like that. And that's actually what helps, you know, you see results, but you just got to be conscious of what you're putting in your body, what feels good. And I think, you know, what was that? that famous one back in the day was like C4 and things like C4, that. C4, bro. C4. So people knew about that. And I think I tried it out a few times and it definitely gives you a kick, you know, because beta alanine and things like that, you'll feel the tingles. Um, Man, however, I can't do it. Can't do it, dude. Right. But 
people who know that, you know, you build a, you build tolerances to things. And so over time you might have to take two scoops or two and a half scoops. And then at the end of it, if you're taking like three or four scoops, it's like, what are you doing? You know, you probably just, you probably need to wean off this stuff in general. <laughs> okay. So real but, quick, I'm going to cut you off a little bit because I got a question. <laughs> so what what do you think about people putting pre-workout into energy drinks and stuff like that i've seen people do i'm like what are y'all doing is there any benefit to that is that like very dangerous i mean you know to get <laughs> to get that kick you know to i'm gonna go I'm, I'm you know i'm gonna go ham in this workout so i'm gonna do this i'm gonna get i'm gonna get it done let's go Oh, I love it. I'm going to say go for it all day, baby. No. <laughs> Dude, you, at this, at this like point in time, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and uh, cancel this part. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're trying to put me in a corner. We're not here. We're not here to chastise people, okay? Hey, no, that's people, good stuff. No, that's good stuff. I, I just want to know what's healthy and what's not. I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying well, to criticize. Yeah, but personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just personally, yeah. I'm just like, man, that's crazy, dude. I would never, <laughs> I would never, my heart. <laughs> yeah. And that's the big thing too, right? It's just like people, as, I think as long as people understand, people probably know, Hey, that's probably not a, a good thing. And once it gets in your system, your heart is going rapid, at hundred miles a minute. Boom, and it's probably boom, like, boom, boom. you know, that's probably not the best thing for you multiple days a week on end. You know, I mean, we're just talking just talking real people i think people are smarter with you know and you got to be really intentional with when you do things like that how does it affect you and thinking about the long term so like whenever i see people like that or people even doing steroids and things like that they're they're trading off they're trade they're making a trade right they're trading off like future health and it may be even, even only like your last five ten years whatever but future health for the now and, right. you know, with steroids, I like testosterone, let's just say testosterone with that being more f popular nowadays, I think there will be a time, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, whatever, where a lot more people are taking it. And I, I don't necessarily have any opposition to that. I think it's smart to get like testosterone, um, shots regulated by a doctor regulated by a physician especially if you're low or different things like that where we have the technology nowadays to find out hey maybe this person is low and they would just benefit from getting a, a testosterone shot you know once a month i work with an older individual who does that where he'll go into chicago and get a testosterone shot because his levels are low and i don't think there's anything wrong with that I think you, you have to understand, though, the consequences in the future, and then you're just making a trade-off, right? So those individuals who are, like you said, putting energy drinks or pre-workout in their coffee, they're making a trade-off for the future. And so I think as long as we – that's what – I like empowerment. And so as long as you understand what you're doing, um, you don't know what's going to happen, but you probably know this isn't the best thing for your heart right now and in the future mm -hmm. but you know we all make choices we all have our our things and so yeah i feel like people ultimately know what they're doing and that's what i like about research like with the testosterone thing i think the more that people are starting to regulate it the more we'll see the results good and bad that's good i i like that i i, I i'm just speaking from um from experience, man, like whenever I have pre-workout, I'm not talking about a coffee or an energy drink, but when I specifically have pre-workout, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's it's the fact that I've trained so long how to keep my heart rate low and be calm in stressful, you know, situations to my body, you know, um, to where if I take pre-workout, it's like my mental focus isn't there anymore because my heart is beating so fast when I'm used to literally just, you know, breathing in, 
pushing out for a bench press. And even if I'm doing hard stuff, you know, fast stuff, it's mm. like I can't focus. My mind can't focus because of how crazy my heart's going. I'm like, man, I can't control my heart like I'm used to. That's good. You know what I mean? Um, that's from a running standpoint. And I'm not, and I have a low heart rate to begin with, you know, below, uh, below 50. And so, and so, yeah, no, really. (laughs) Um, and most people, I've had a few doctors be like, um, you know, do you run or are are you okay? Like, like, what what do you do? Cause, cause uh, you know, they know that that's really low and can be seen in like an elderly person. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. I, I just, I, I, ha- I had to know about pre-workout and what you thought about it. Um, okay, so let's let's talk more to uh, training plans. And if somebody's just starting off training for the new year, they don't know where to begin. What advice do you have for them? You, you know, when it comes to uh, being safe, not hurting their injuries, uh, not hurting their, their muscles or their bones, not going into something too fast or too hard. Uh, what are some tidbits that you'd share um, to them who are just now getting into this for the new year, new lifestyle? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're going to have to like hit this stuff hard because we got like 10 minutes left. But right. I, so that's a good question. I think that number one, if you're just coming into training, you got to like learn to control your body. So what I mean by that is body weight exercises are probably going to be your best friend where you're not worried about an external load, such as like how much can I either bench press or squat and more weights are thrown on top of you. First, you got to learn your bodies and your brain has to connect with your muscles. And so, you know, they say in research that usually takes like six months. So say we take a Joe Schmo off the street, throw him into a workout plan for six months. He might not be had like seeing muscle size increases but what's happening is his brain is connecting more and more and more with his muscles so you think you you talk about a regular bicep curl right so whenever you do a bicep curl your body has to be coordinated enough to get the most out of it it has to be coordinated enough to have that bicep flex and that muscle shorten at the same time it has to tell your tricep to lengthen and then any other assisting muscles to kind of coordinate to get the best result. And that's that's called that's a cool phenomenon called reciprocal inhibition. It just means that whenever you're doing one, let's say, a, like I said, a muscle contraction, such as a bicep curl, you're able to shorten that muscle at the same time. And with good efficiency, you're able to lengthen your tricep. And so over time, you're just going to get your body and your muscles are just going to get more in tune with certain movements. You know, the more you repeat a movement, um, your body just coordinates better. It just gets better efficiency. And so the body's a phenomenal thing and natural phenomenons happen and we don't even know, we can't test it, but these are things we're learning about. So if you're just stepping in off the street, I usually tell people, look online, go on YouTube and look at body weight exercises body weight programs where you can get in control of your body for you know a couple months two three months and before you actually start stepping in a gym i don't think it's bad to just step in a gym but i do think that the more that you focus on actual efficiency and connecting your body and connecting it with the ground too like it's important that we don't just go to a gym and we just sit on these machines and just kind of do our thing well, you need to be connected with the ground. You need to have that ground force reaction and you need to learn how to manipulate your body to mo- to have like the most efficient workouts in the future. Yeah. And you're definitely speaking on, you know, just pe- becoming one with your body. Like y- y- if you, if you've never, you know, worked out your, you know, squatted or something like that, it, you're, you're far better off, um, doing free weight than you would a Smith machine. Right. Um, because there are so many tiny muscles and your balance and every, everything comes into play to becoming one with your body where eventually, you know, 
you'd be able to do a lot more and, and other things would be strengthened. Whereas on a Smith machine, you know, you, you, yeah, you might get stronger, but you're just focused. You're limited to, to balance and stuff, which won't, won't give you the best benefit later down the road. So that's something that I really like about home workouts too. Um, so that's a good point. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, I, I, man, this has been, uh, a great a great conversation on on beginning workouts you know health and fitness um we're gonna continue this conversation um but for right now we are going to put it on pause um man dude no this is this is good i i I do believe there's more to share though even even for as long as we've been going um I'm almost at 70 minutes. I know you got to get going. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, Keep an eye out for part two. Things are about to get funky, funky. Everybody clap your hands. (laughs) Teasing. I'll see you guys next time.